praise and worship Sunday. In other words, we call it one big family. All right? So what that means is our kids are going to be with us for the entire service. Now, we know it's going to be a little louder, maybe a little more fast and crazy, but that's okay. We like them with us on those fifth Sundays when they're with us for the whole service. Um, Sawyer, who's back there at the computer, can you put up Luke chapter uh, number 18 for me? Verse number 15. Are you able to do that? Luke chapter 18, verse number 15. If you can put that up. Got that? Luke chapter 18, verse number 
your burden weighing heavy? Is it all too much to carry? Let me tell you about my Jesus. Do you feel that empty feeling? Cause shame's done all it's stealing. And you're desperate for some healing. Oh, let me tell you about my Jesus.
Turn me around, 
place my feet on solid ground I think the master I think the savior because you hear my heart you change my name forever free I'm not the same I think the master I think the savior I thank God and I thank God and I thank God and I thank God and I thank God Amen Amen well I just encourage you if you need to get out of that grave find one of us up here and we would love to pray with you this morning Go around and greet some of your family of faith. We are so glad to have you with us.
<laughs> All right, good morning. All right, tithing offering. If you have something to give, go ahead and prepare that. I'd encourage you, um, I'd encourage you, if you got some kids sitting with you this morning and, and if you have offering to bring today, I'd encourage you to have your child or, or whoever come with you to give today as we believe that God is eternally... You know, the provision of God never stops. God, God is eternally our provider. Do you believe that? And God's provision is always in front of us. Amen? Amen. So I'm going to pray over your giving this morning. Um, I'll grab the buckets. So when we're done praying, you can bring it down. Oh, there you go, Mike. Sorry about that. Lord, I thank you uh, for an opportunity to come to your house this morning to worship you and, and uh, to participate in giving this morning, just in honoring of you. The tithe is holy unto you. Our giving is holy as it, as it is a response to your goodness and that your provision is eternally in front of us, that you are constantly taking us into the life that you have for us and it entails the fullness of all of our life, Lord. And we thank you even in these times when it seems that, that all prices are up. Everything costs more, Lord, but that doesn't mean your provision has stopped. And that doesn't mean you've left us and you've forsaken us, but you are right with us in this time and in this season. And we thank you for your provision in that. In Jesus' name, everybody say Amen. Bring it on down if you have something this morning. So I got some announcements. First off, you're kind of new at this, and you, you're either new today or you haven't, you've been with us just a couple times, and you've never filled out one of these Get Connected cards. I'd love for you to do that. They're in the chair in front of you, and all that does is it just uh, allows us to get to know you a little bit. I promise you we're not going to start pounding you with phone calls and all that kind of stuff. It's just a connection for us just to know you a little bit. So go ahead and throw that out and give it to me later on. I'd appreciate that. Now, some announcements real quick. Um, tomorrow night, Monday night, I know it's Memorial Day, but Christine is going to be here uh, to lead Monday night prayer from 6 to 7. Um, now, this is the last Monday night prayer until August. We're going to take two months off because of schedules and summer and everything happening. So Monday night prayer, uh, we'll be back the first went Monday in August. So June and July, we're taking off from Monday prayer. doesn't mean you don't pray, obviously. And if anybody wants to come into church to pray, you may do so. Just let me know. But just as a, a scheduled meeting time, Monday night prayer, we're taking a break for a couple months for the summer and get back in August. But tomorrow night, even though it's Memorial Day, we will be here for Monday night prayer if you can make it. Um, while I'm doing that, okay, so the guys, the ushers, they have these little bands right here. And they say only believe on them. Somebody uh, got these for me. They have orange and blue. So they're for kids, adults, whoever wants them. I'm going to give them out right now while I'm doing this. So if you want a band, raise your hand up, and they'll, they'll rush around and get you one. Orange or blue, and all they say is only believe. It's a reminder that we believe in God, and hopefully a reminder about the church, too. Amen? So these guys will help you out. Tell them what color you want. There's orange or blue. Let them know. Next Sunday. Oh, we're divided that way. Uh oh, okay. Um, next Sunday we have water baptism. So if you've never been water baptized, 
And in accordance to the scriptures and what Jesus had asked us to do, uh, next Sunday is your day. So go ahead and sign up at the back uh, table. I'll contact you this week if you haven't signed up yet. And right when uh, service is over next Sunday, we'll go out front and we'll have water baptism. Right now we have one person signed up, but that's good enough. So uh, that's next Sunday morning. If you have questions about that, you can see me. Um, Vacation Bible School, the end of June, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, 26th to 28th of June. Uh, from 6 to 8 p.m. Make sure you're telling people about it to bring their kids out, but also if you want to help, we need volunteers, please sign up at the back table. And then two more announcements and we'll get on with things. Uh, these are both first-time announcements. First thing is, uh, July 10th at the church, we're having a church picnic. Amen. And we're doing it over at the Millers. Uh, Marilyn asked if we would come back, so we're going to go back over to the Millers. It's going to be a carry-in, uh, so we're about a little more than a month out. I want to let you know about that. We'll give more details as we get closer. So July 10th, church picnic. We always like to get together and do that. And last announcement, Margo's got this one. You got a, a ladies' event coming up at the end of June, so I want to talk yeah. about it. We. This is... We're going to start this uh, part of our women's ministry we're going to do is um, it's going to be called Coffee and Crafts. Okay, now let me just tell you, I'm not crafty at all, like not at all. So this is going to be new for me, but the idea is that we are just going to have time to get together, do something. It's going to be a very simple craft, I promise you, because again, not crafty. So we're going to do them a few times a year, but it's just going to be, we'll announce them when they come up, but we are going to do one June 25th. Now, and we'll do them at different times, but June 25th, we're going to do this one at 10 a.m. It's a Saturday. Um, now, what we're going to ask is that you bring, it's, we're going to ask for $5 just for craft supplies, all right? But if you don't have $5, we still want you to come. Just talk to us, okay? Because we want the women to come. But we're just, it's just a time of fellowship and doing something, talking. You don't have to do the craft if you don't want to, but it'll be fun. So am I, Kelly, am I missing you? All right. So we're going to have a sign up, right? Yes, back there. Okay. All right. Sign up at the back. Crafts and coffee. Sounds like a good time. Thank you, Canyon. You have created an event that I have no interest in whatsoever, crafts and coffee. But for the ladies, it's going to be a good time. Coffee, coffee and crafts, not crafts and coffee. Something like that. Anyways, it'll be a good time. So uh, family praise and worship, we got all of our kids with us, and they're going to participate in the service. Let me highlight some things that are happening with our youth and our children so you guys are aware of it. First off, uh, the youth right now, and they, they do their uh, monthly youth hangout, their series right now, they're in the midst of the fruit of the spirit. That's what they're talking about, at uh, youth hangout. And we actually, in the month of June, are adding a second youth hangout night. So the second Wednesday and the, and the fourth Wednesday of June will be youth hangout night during church. So, right, so parents are aware of that, and uh, they got some things going on, so that's good. Now, for the kids' church, um, in May this month, they were doing lessons on things that happened after the resurrection of Jesus, like, like sharing the gospel and things like that. And then in June, uh, their series is in the book of Proverbs. Is that correct, Kenzie? So that's what's happening in kids' church, just to aware. Now, they do have a monthly memory verse, and uh, I heard that Kirk 
Kirk, you know the monthly mail. I heard you're going to come down and do this. Is that correct? Come on, everybody say hi, Kirk. Come on, Kirk. Kirk is going to give you what the monthly memory verse was, but let me, let me, here, hold, I got to pat you down, make sure you have no notes, nothing to cheat with. Okay, Kirk, this is all from memory right here. Kirk's got no notes. He's not cheating on the phone. You know it, right? Yep. Okay, why don't you give it to him? Blessed are those who have not seen me but still believe, John 20, 29. Amen. All right, good. Thank you, Kirk. Good job. Good job. So anyways, we love our kids, and they're a vital part of our church, both our children and youth. Lots of things happening. And by the way, just a little commercial plug, we still have two or three or so spots open on our kids' church team. So if you're interested in jumping in on that, you can let Kenzie know, and we'll get you involved. All right, if you got your Bible, Psalm 146. We're in a series called The Ways That Keep Us On The Way characteristic qualities of our life that we must take on and become in order to live the Christian life through the entirety of our life. Christian life is not a sprint. It's, it's the long-term living of what it means to live in him and by him and for him. Psalm 146, verse 1 and 2. I just want to throw this out. It says, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, O oh my soul. Now watch the commitment here. I will praise the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praises to my God while I have my being. As long as I'm alive, as long as I'm taking a breath on this earth, I'm going to live in a way that praises the Lord. Amen. Now see, the goal of the Christian life is simply found in this word right here, faithfulness. It's not about success. It's not about perfection. It's not about figuring it all out. It's not about smoothing out all the rough edges. You may never do that. But the goal of the Christian life is faithfulness, that we embody right here, that I will praise the Lord as long as I live. Now, what's important for our young, young guys here this morning, our young gals, is that even at their age in kids' church, that they understand that this is a lifelong journey of being faithful to living what we call the Christian life. Amen. So ways that keep us on the way. The early church was called uh, those on the way. The early church, even before they were called Christians or those belonging to Christ, were designated as those on the way. So Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, but it embodies a way of being. Uh, I think we're on our fourth week in this. We talked about ways to keep us on the way. We got to learn how to obey. We have to learn how to be dependent upon God. Those only happen when we learn how to be humble and live a life of humility. So today... I want to get into a word that I think is important, and it's the word is perseverance. So, so if you take some notes, if you write some things down, write the word perseverance down. And the word persevere means to continue in a course of action, even in the face of difficulty. You hear that? To continue in a way, a course of action, even if I face difficulty, how many of you, since you've been a Christian, ever felt like giving up? 
Yeah, there's a bunch of hands of honesty right there. Yes. We, we struggle. We face things, maybe times of doubt. Th things happen. We face life. The Christian way, the, the life of perseverance is not a life that is uh, separated from the struggles, trials, even persecutions of this world. We will face them. And what you will find in the Bible from the front to the back is a constant encouragement to keep going. Amen. It's something that you never find absent from the scriptures. From the start to the end, there's a constant encouragement to keep going and not give up. So Hebrews chapter 10, where is Noel at? Noel is going to come help me. There she is. Now, I know Noel was like super nervous about this. But it's okay, right, Noel? Come on. Hebrews chapter 10. And let, let me get there too, okay, because I know you're going to read a few of it, and I was going to finish it. Is that correct? Uh, sure. Okay, let, me, let me get there. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse number 36. Our, our, kind of our lead-off verse today. You ready? Yeah. All right, go ahead. Yeah, speak okay. into that thing if you can. For you have need of endurance. Okay, so stop. What? You have need of what? What's that word? Endurance. Endurance. Endurance, endurance. is another word for perseverance, right? Okay, go ahead. So that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what is promised. Yes. For yet a little while, and the coming one will come and, not, and will not delay. But my righteous one shall live by faith. And if he shrinks back, my soul has no pleasure. And then the verse 39 but we who are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed, but of those who have faith and persevere their souls. Thank you, Noel. All right, so. You know, the verse before where Noel started reading, it says, therefore do not throw away your confidence, which has great reward. For you have need of endurance, you have need of perseverance. So when you have done the will of God, what is the will of God? The will of God is to live in him and by him and for him to live on his way. That's the will of God, correct? In order to live the will of God, we must be people who have endurance and have perseverance. Because I like this. For yet a little while, and the coming one will not delay the return of Jesus... But my righteous one shall live by faith. And if he shrinks back, my soul has no pleasure in him. But we are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed. You see that? Why in the world would you ever shrink back? Because you're facing something. Life has given something, you're encountering something, a situation, a trial. There is a reason that you're facing something. You may have the opportunity to shrink back from it. But we've been called to endure. We've been called to stand firm. We've been called not to give up. Why? Well, as Noel read in verse 36, so that when you have done the will of God, stayed in him, stayed on the way, you may receive what is promised. How many know there's a promise coming for us? Now, you are saved, you're being saved, and you will be saved because Jesus is coming and will bring the finality of our salvation. 
To receive the reward, though, to live in a way that you do not shrink back, but you keep going. And the promise that he has promised us will be true. The Christian journey, the Christian life, the way of, of being is not a get on and get off and get on and get off and get on. It's a way. Is that right? It, it's not something that you live when you feel like it, that you live when life seems to be going good, that you live to a certain degree of the pushback you get, but that's all you live. It is a way of being that you stay on the way marked out for you. You stay on the narrow road. You stay on this, this way of the, the kingdom of God, the way we've been called. And by the way, while this is happening, there's a place of transformation and there's a place of change happening because you're humble, you're obeying, you're dependent. So on the way, there's transformation. Is that right? Part of the way is becoming what God intends you to be. So we can't stop. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 through 3. I think Lila has that. Come on up, Lila. They say, hi, Lila. Ready? Okay, there you go. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight in the sin which is so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him who endured hostility from himself, but become weary and discouraged in your souls. So how does the writer of Hebrews tell us that we have to run this race? We run it with what? Endurance. Endurance, perseverance. Thank you, Lila. So... Again, there is a race in a way that's been marked out for us. You don't get to make this up as you go. There is a way that's marked out for us, and we're called to run it with perseverance. Now, notice there's a great cloud of witnesses. These are the ones that have gone on before us, have run the race, and now there are a cloud of witnesses of encouragement to do what we've been called to do. And, and as, you, as you begin to grow in understanding and revelation of what it means to live the Christian life, you're finding this way it's been marked out. But here's some things that we got to be wary of that we have to throw off. You see that? You, you throw, you literally throw off. Now, remember last week we were talking about humility, and Paul wrote, clothe yourself. With human, so that is something you actively put into your life with the help of the Holy Spirit. You put it on. Just like you got dressed today, thank you. You clothe yourself with humility. But then Paul's writing here, but now there are things that entangle you. There is sin that you must be actively throwing off from your life. You see transaction that should be happening. 
You're putting on the things of Christ and you're throwing off the things that are not of him. There is an active participation of living the Christian life that you must be active in. With the help of the Holy Spirit, this happens. You're not in this alone. But he's calling you to live in a way, because if you are not putting on things and throwing off things, then you may not stay on the way. Because those things that you should be throwing off are the things that entangle you, that's just sin that, that causes you to get off of the way that you're called to be on. We've got to do this with perseverance, not giving up, that we're keeping on. Let's be honest, sometimes, sometimes it gets hard. James chapter 1, verse number 2, if you would turn there. Probably you are familiar with this passage of Scripture, been in church at all for, for part of your life. It says, count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith develops steadfastness or perseverance. And perseverance must have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete or mature and complete, lacking nothing. If you are never in trial, chances are you will never grow. Isn't that right? I, I think we like to pray in such a way that we never face trial, and you should. You shouldn't be inviting it. Hey, Lord, I want some trials today. Send them my way. I never pray that prayer. You want to pray that, you go for it. But I'm not going to do that, okay? But yet we will still face trial. What we do in the face of trial means everything. Do we persevere or do we shrink back? Do we keep on living in the way that he has called us to live? Throwing off the things that hinder, the things that entangle us. Because if we persevere, there's something that starts to happen in your life called maturity and completeness. And you'll come to a place in living this life as, as you're down the road in this a bit. There's a place coming that you're not lacking anything. But it's not talking about financially, but in here, there's a maturity that you reach. By the way, it's a maturity that, that I think is, is example. It's a maturity that is strength in the church. It's maturity that others can look to that are immature, still growing, that can look to this and understand this person is part of the cloud of witnesses going before me as an example and an encouragement that I can do this. So Tom is 86 years old, and he's here today worshiping and praising Jesus. I look at Tom and say, that right there is an encouragement. That, that he's been through more than the rest of us have been through. You know that? He's seen more than the rest of us have seen. We think our world's crazy today. He's seen a lot of crazy world. He's been there, done that, but yet he is here today. And I guarantee there's a certain place of maturity and completeness, a certain way of not lacking anything in his life because he has persevered in his life. Listen to me. That's my goal right there. That if I happen to make 86, that I'm still in faithfulness. Is Tom perfect? Nope. Has Tom figured it all out? Nope. Did Tom rough, 
get all the rough edges worked out. Nope, but he's faithful. Is that correct? And if Jesus was to return today, will he find faith, faith on the earth? After a long, listen, I know, I know we all, Maranatha, come Lord Jesus, we would like him to be here tomorrow. I know it. But if he tarries through my life that I get to the place where I am old in age, that I'm still faithful because I kept running the race with perseverance through trial, through tribulation, through the things that I face, that I don't shrink back and give up. Amen. Romans chapter 5. Verse number 4. Uh, let's read verse 3, I'm sorry. Romans 5, verse number 3. It says, not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings. Paul likes to say this kind of stuff. James said, we rejoice in suffering. We, we, we have joy when we face trials. We'll talk about this a little bit next week. Knowing that suffering produces endurance or, or perseverance. And perseverance endurance produces character. And character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit whom he has given us. Character and hope come because you persevere. And you don't give up. You keep running the race. So Luke chapter 9, where is McKenna? I think this is McKenna's verse. Come on, McKenna. Come on down. Luke chapter 9. How are you today? Good. Good? You guys have a big picnic planned today or tomorrow? Yeah? Okay. Luke chapter 9, verse 57, right? You want to put it up here? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Got it highlighted. I like that. Okay, good. Luke 10. Luke, Luke chapter 9, verse 57 and 62. As they were going along the road, someone said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. To another he said, follow me. But he said, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. And Jesus said to him, leave the dead to bury their own dead. But as for you, go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Yet another said, I will follow you, Lord. But first let me say farewell to those at my home. Jesus said to him, no one who puts the hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. Amen. Thank you. Good job. that no one who puts his hand to the plow and then looks back is fit for the kingdom of God no one plow, plowing is hard work but it was like hard hard work back then you don't have these big John Deere tractors pulling all this nice equipment right they had a mule they had an oxen and they're plowing it's tough the Christian life is like plowing. Never said it would be easy all the time. 
and we put our hands to the plow and the work of the kingdom, but looking back is like things behind. I'm distracted. Things, let, me, let me go bury my father. There's a lot of things going on in life that can distract you. But Jesus said, nobody who's worthy of the kingdom, one who plows, but yet gets distracted to look back. That we stay on the purposeful task of living in the kingdom. Amen. We stay faithful. We keep hold of the plow of what it means to live the Christian life. Notice Jesus, hey, follow me. All right, I'll follow you. Okay, put your hand on the plow. Oh, wait a minute. I didn't know I was getting into this. That's work. It's something I have to do. It's not, remember, remember, the, remember this from a couple, it's not easy, cheesy, cotton candy Christianity. There's a plow to grab hold of. There's a way to live, a way to be. And nobody claim to be a follower of Jesus that gets in the kingdom is, is worthy if we just decide to look back and let go. In other words, we don't stay faithful to living the Christian life. I would love, listen, I would love to sugarcoat this entire thing and say, just, just say a simple prayer, then live exactly how you want to live, and it's okay. It's not like that. Salvation, the grace of God, is the gift of God. You can't earn it, but there is a fruit of a way of living because I have been saved. I've been called to it. We must run this race. In other words, hand to the plow all the different ways that we see it in Scripture. We've got to keep going. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Just a couple more verses. We'll close up. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Verse number seven. A couple verses of encouragement to you, then we'll close up today. Paul writing says, But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. But we are afflicted in every way, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not driven to despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Always carrying in the body the death of Jesus that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our bodies. For we who live will always be given over to death for Jesus' sake, so that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. You see that? All the things that you can face, he's with us, he's for us, He's working for our good. Therefore, in through dying, he is manifested even in these mortal bodies that will pass away. Because we persevere and we don't give up. Isaiah chapter 40, and we'll, we'll close with this. Isaiah chapter 40. Israel was displaced in exile 
not able to worship at the temple. And Isaiah, the great prophet, brings some encouragement to them in verse 27 on down. Isaiah 40, 12, 27. Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord and my right is disregarded by my God? Have you not known, have you not heard, the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth? He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint. And to him who has no might, he increases strength. For even youth shall faint and be weary, and young men, men shall fall exhausted, but they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not be faint. Amen. Why? Because God is everlasting, and his might does not end. And his encouragement does not end. And if you try to do this alone, yep, it'll be hard. You'll faint. You'll be weary. But those who wait on him will find the strength and endurance needed to run the race with perseverance that's been marked out for us. Amen. Do you believe that? How many of y'all believe that? Let me see. So let's wait on him. Let, let's allow him to strengthen us. He called us to run this race. He's the one that marked it out for us. He's the one that said, get on this way. Don't you think he'll help you through? Don't you think when, when you feel like you're being crushed that he's going to deliver you? Don't you feel like when it feels like you can't go on that he's going to encourage you and strengthen you? Well, yes, he will. And we believe and we stand in that. That we will be ones who do this to the end, that all of my life, my entire life, I will worship him and I will praise him to the end of my days. Amen? What I wanted to do to close out today is I want to pray for the kids this morning. How about that? I wanted to close up a tad early so I can take some time to pray with them them today. So of all the kids, if you would like me to pray with you, come on down. Margo and I will, will pray with you today. So come on down, Margo. So just come on down and get down front, ushers, if you want to help me out. But I just want to encourage the kids this morning as they're up with us today. So come on, kids. Ellen's got his boots on. I like that. Very cool. He's ready for the next rainstorm. Last week, Wiley was wearing snow boots. I'm like, wrong season, bub. Wrong season. You're hoping for snow. All right. Usher, you spread these guys out for me? All right, come down and help me. Gotta spread them for me. So, parents, if you would, I want you to pray, pray for Frank, okay? Just take time and pray for our kids to encourage them today. We want these young people to start this journey of all the days of our life.
I'll stand up for you. I'll pray for you. Lord, we thank you. Lord, that you are with us. You will cause us to endure, to persevere. Lord, for those that are, that are out traveling this weekend for the, for the holiday, bless them and keep them, protect them, Lord, until they come back to the house again. Well, Lord, that we will be a people who will learn how to be faithful, to know what it means to persevere and not shrink back, to those that learn what it means to run the race, Lord, keep our hands to the plow and not look back. Lord, that we are in this for the long haul. Not just to get a bunch of stuff from you, but to have life with you, the long haul. Lord, teach us what that means. And Lord, no matter what we face in the future, testings of faith, persecution, trials of life, Lord, that we learn to be strong in you, to draw from you, to lean in you, to depend upon you. For you are who you said you are in your, your faithfulness and your everlasting nature, Lord. You have what we need to overcome. Lord, we really do mount up like wings of That we will not grow weary, we will not become faint. But those who live this life to the end. Thank you for that. Strengthen us today, Lord. Encourage us today. For those that are in the midst of things right now today, Lord, give them strength. Give them wisdom. And we stay in this journey together. Amen. Well, it's good to have you today. Be blessed. Have a wonderful rest of the day and tomorrow. We'll see you Wednesday night and next Sunday morning. Invite somebody out with you.